0: Good morning Burlington Baptist Church. It is our second week of our online worship and we are so blessed. Last week was overwhelming just watching the number of people that were signing on and joining with us. I am sorry first of all for Danny because a lot of you missed part of the pastor's sermon because he kept on saying hello and starting conversations. So hopefully, hopefully this week it'll be a little bit better and he'll let people concentrate on God's Word. How about that Danny? um sound is good for us here okay yes or no yes yes he promises that he's going to let the pastor do that so we just want to thank you again for joining us today for all of our friends if this is your first time we're here to worship the lord there is not going to be a virus that's going to keep us down and as we join together as a church we're celebrating all the victories of the week and there is so much that's still going on thanks to you and your commitment to God through Burlington Baptist Church. A couple of things in the way of announcements I want to touch on. Number one is, today, from 11 to 2 o'clock, out under the portico, there will be a collection of food items for the food pantry. We have had so many requests, and we're trying to meet needs. We know that the schools are possibly going to need it, so we want to build up that food source. And today, being our fifth Sunday, we're used to bringing those into the storehouse So today, between 11 and 2, if you and your family want to drop off either canned goods, dry goods, cleaning supplies, we'll take whatever we can, and we will use those to distribute to the people in our community and help Burlington Baptist make a light and a dent in this community. So help us in that effort. Number two is the Annie Armstrong Easter offering. It is continuing on. You know, we're going to probably run it through a couple of more weeks. We're excited because we're almost halfway through our commitment, and that's because of you, and we saw a lot of it this week, as you guys buckle down to help our NAM missionaries who are working in North America during this crisis. So continue to give to that. That is such a wonderful effort, and God continually blesses us in return for the way that we are so diligent in making sure that His word is being spread. Number three, the clothing drive. You'll need a clothing drive, and I know that's a popular thing. Usually, people have bagged up their clothes through the year. I just want to point out that has been canceled. Do not bring bags of clothes to the church. We can't do anything with them, especially during this period of time. So. Um, Just hold on to those. I know it's a lot to ask, but we will try to find something else in uh, the not too distant future, maybe to be able to contribute and help somebody out with that. So remember that the clothing drive has been canceled. And the last thing is, don't forget that we have online groups going on this morning at 930. Our student ministry, we had our student Bible study on. I know so many of our online groups are meeting. If you want to be a part of a group, I'm telling you, call the church office tomorrow, 586-6529, and let us help you get a part of one of the Zoom or the online groups. It's a blessed day to be in the house of the Lord, and we're thankful. So as we get ready for worship today, let's join together for a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, because we are seeing awesome things out of this very trying time. And we know that it's only you, Father, that can do that. You can pull the great stuff when things seem to be going so badly. And, Father, this morning we pray for those individuals and those families who are out there. And they might be struggling. And we know that there are struggles that go on both financially, both emotionally. And just the fact that we're not getting to meet together and being pulled apart as we do our social distancing, Father, that can be a very wearing thing. But we also know, Father, that it's going to be okay because you are in control. Your plan is awesome, Father. It's perfect. So let us lean on you, not only in this service time, but in these days and weeks ahead. As we continue through this process father we just pray a quick end to this we pray for healing for the people that are already become sick the ones that um, have already been healed we thank you and we celebrate those and father for the future we just pray that the doors will be wide open and we'll be able to come together soon and join together as brothers and sisters in Christ in the meantime father we thank you for your Holy Spirit because whether we're here or we're online or in someone's home, your Holy Spirit reaches us and can touch us in our heart, and we just open up our hearts to you this morning. This is your praise offering, Father. We thank you, thank you, thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, who makes all this possible. And In his name we pray, amen.
1: Well, good morning, everybody. We are uh, happy to see you Um, If you're at home, on the couch, uh, at the kitchen table, wherever it is, maybe laying in bed still, um, we hope you had a good Sunday school class if you Zoomed in. Uh, If not, we're happy to have you, and uh, we want you to turn around and shake hands with whoever might be there in the house, even if it's your kids, and uh, we're going to give you a couple minutes to do that, so here we go.
2: Who breaks the power of sin and darkness Whose love is mighty and so much stronger The King of glory, the King above all kings Who shakes the whole with holy thunder Who leaves us breathless in all in wonder The King of glory, the King above all yeah. This is amazing, grace This is a fairy love. That you would take my place. That you would bear my cross. You laid down your life. That I would be set free. All that you've done for me Who brings the chaos back into order Who makes it open A sunny daughter The king of glory The king of glory Who rules the nations with truth and justice Shines like the sun in all of its brilliance The King of glory, the King above all kings This is amazing grace This is unfairly love That you would take my place That you would bear my cross You lay down your life. That I would be set free Jesus, I sing for all that you've done for me Worthy is the Lamb who was slain Worthy is the King who conquers the grave Worthy is the Lamb who Worthy is the King Who conquers the grave Worthy is the Lamb slave. Worthy is the King Who conquers the grave Worthy is the Lamb who Worthy, worthy, worthy Oh this is amazing grace This is unfairly worthy is the lamb who slays worthy is the king who conquers the grave worthy is the lamb who slays worthy is the king who conquers the grave worthy is the lamb who slays worthy is the king who conquers the grave worthy is the lamb who slays Worthy, worthy, oh, this is amazing grace. This is a very love that you would take my place. That you would bear my cross.
1: Time for me, amen, amen. Isn't it good to sing about His amazing grace? And now the ladies are going to lead one for us, it's one of our favorites.
2: Power. And my freedom soul is found There ain't no grain Gonna hold my body down There ain't no gray Gonna hold my body down When I hear that trumpet sound Gonna rise up out of the ground There ain't no grain Gonna hold my body down Out of the grave, I'm walking to. If he walks out of the grave, I'm walking to. Yeah. If he walks out of the grave, I'm walking to. If he walks out of the grave, I'm walking to, yeah, if he walks out of the grave, I'm walking to. If he walks out of the grave, I'm walking too. I'm Jesus. If he walks out of the grave, I'm walking too. There ain't no grave. Ain't no grave gonna hold his body down. There ain't no grave. Ain't no grave gonna hold his body down when he hits that trophy side. Down. rose up, up out of the, the ground There ain't no bread
1: we're going to bow for our offering here in a minute and uh while before i do that there had been some question last week uh about how to give so i have a note to tell you guys um that there's a website uh our, on our website there's an app and there's an app and you can text online to give to text give online to 73256 uh and you can set that up to do repeatedly if you want uh you can send them in i think i brought mine in uh because i'm here a lot but um Just however it is, um, you know, commit to that still, and uh, we appreciate it, and it it helps us to help everybody else. We still have the Dollar Club, which I'll go over at the end of service, uh, but pray on that with us, and we're going to pray over that offering uh, right now. Lord, just thank you so much uh, for the opportunity to come and worship, and uh, just be together in spirit, not necessarily person to person, Lord, but in, in, in one spirit, just worshiping you, singing to you. and. And listening to what your word has in store for us still as a church, Lord, we just know that, you're, that your book is perfect, and we can look to it anytime we have anything going on, Lord, that's going to rise above everything else, and we thank you for that. Lord, be with us as we go through our weeks in a, in a new kind of normal, and uh, just help us to not get frustrated with each other, but just uh, to be vigilant and look for opportunities still to spread your word. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen.
2: Joy. will sing great are you Lord. all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing
1: So I got to thinking about song selection, uh, actually this song for this week, and I thought about how much time we have spent in the last week or two really trying to connect with other people as we've been isolated and things like that. And uh, I I played this song before, and uh, it was one of those ones where I feel like it's just one of those songs that really forces you to try to connect with the Holy Spirit if you really think about the words and with Jesus. And uh, so spend as much time. During this time, connecting with him or trying to connect with him as you do with uh, the people um, that we do on all the social media and things like that, and uh, I promise you will benefit.
2: Your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet, caught up in this holy moment. Never want to leave. Oh, I'm not here for blessing. Jesus, you don't owe me anything More than anything that you can do I just want you I'm sorry When I've just gone through the motions I'm sorry I just sang another song Take me back to where we started I open up my heart to you I'm sorry When I've come with my agenda I'm sorry I forgot that you're enough Take me back to where we start i open up my heart to you Caught up in your presence I just want to sit here at your feet Caught up in this holy moment Never want to leave oh i'm not here for blessing jesus you don't owe me anything more than anything that you can do i just want Just want you Nothing else Nothing else Nothing else We'll do I just want you Nothing else Nothing else Nothing else will do I just want you Nothing else Nothing else, nothing else will do, I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do, I just want you. Nothing else, nothing else, Jesus, nothing else will do. Just war you nothing else nothing else nothing else will do caught up in your presence I just wanna sit here at your feet. Caught up in this holy moment I never want to leave Oh, I'm not here for blessing Jesus, you don't owe me
3: Just want you. Amen. That's an awesome song with an awesome message about just wanting Jesus and uh, what a blessing it is to come into his presence and uh, get to enjoy him so much that you don't want to leave. And uh, he has an open invitation for us to come and uh, just to enjoy him. And so this morning we're in Titus chapter 3. Titus chapter 3, we're going to talk about the hope of eternal life. If, uh, if you have a moment, you could run and grab your Bible. I'd love to show you uh, some really neat stuff in a few verses in Titus chapter 3. Last week we began to talk about abounding in hope. Uh, you know, Peter challenges us to always be ready to give an answer for the hope that's within us, and we have hope. Uh, the world may feel hopeless sometimes, but as believers, we have the hope of the gospel, the hope of Jesus. And, and church, we need to be ready to give an answer for why we have this hope, why our perspective is different. And so this morning, we're going to talk about the hope of eternal life. Uh, I get to do a lot of funerals, and let me just say it's so much easier, so much more enjoyable when we get to celebrate the life of someone whose hope is in Jesus Christ. And so Titus chapter 3, uh, I'm going to read verses 4 through 7. Uh, as you might be grabbing your Bible, let me just say how much we miss you guys. Uh, we can't wait till we're able to gather again. We'll, ha- we'll have a celebration whenever we're able to gather again. And I also want to say how thankful I am for the staff here. They've been working so hard. They've been taping services and putting out resources and planning. And the uh, church are blessed to have an awesome staff and uh, we just want to say we love you we miss you. And uh, Titus chapter 3, verse 4. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to His own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and the renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by His grace we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. And let's pray. Father, we just want to come today and just acknowledge how desperate we are for you. Uh, Lord, we look around us and we see lots of despair and anxiousness and lack of hope. And uh, people are just struggling with so much and some are without work and uh, just a lot of anxiety around us and uh, Lord, we know that uh, you're sovereign. We acknowledge that you're the great physician. Lord, we pray you would put a quick end to this virus. Uh, we pray that uh, you would uh, manifest yourself in just special ways. Lord, for those who are a little more receptive these days, we pray that we'd be ready to uh, to tell them the good news of Christ. And Lord, we, we have all the confidence that you're able to work all things for good. We've seen you do that, and uh, Lord, we know that... Uh, Lord, you can save some through this and draw some near to you. And uh, Lord, our, our desire this morning is to, to know you better and uh, just to remember the hope, to be thankful for the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And, and Lord, we want this message of hope, the hope of the gospel to go out to those listening today. And, and we pray that some would experience the hope of Jesus that we enjoy. And so, Holy Spirit, we just invite you to... Uh, to give us ears that would hear and hearts that would be receptive to your holy word. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want you to just kind of see some of the glorious truths of salvation uh, that Paul lays out for us in this passage. Uh, We're not saved by good deeds. We, We see that, and we'll talk about that. Uh, But before we even get into that, I just want you to see some of the attributes that God directs towards us. Uh, Verse 4 says that uh, the goodness and the loving kindness of God has appeared. And it tells us His mercy in verse 5, the washing of regeneration, the new birth, the renewal of the Holy Spirit. Verse 6, He tells us that He has sent us His Son. Uh, Verse 7 talks about His grace. And in the midst of all that, verse 5 tells us He has saved us. And verse 7, He has given us the hope of eternal life. And so we're, we're really specifically going to talk about that hope of eternal life this morning. I want to answer five or six questions about our hope of eternal life. Six questions. A, a pretty simple message this morning. The first question is, what is hope? Now, last week we, we talked about the difference between worldly hope uh, the way that we use it sometimes, and biblical hope. And we said that worldly hope often means to, to feel that something desired may happen. And so I use some examples. We hope the Reds are good this year, and there's no certainty there. We, we, we hope they have a season. Uh, so no, no, we're not certain about that. We, we desire it. But then we define biblical hope as the expectation or the anticipation of something that is certain but not yet come to pass. Uh, so biblical hope has this uh, ideal of assurance and certainty. What makes it hope is just the mere fact that it hasn't taken place yet. Now going forward, and we're going to spend a few weeks talking about hope, uh, I want to use a kind of a simpler definition of hope. Now here's the definition. Hope is a confident expectation and desire for something good in the future. A confident expectation and desire for something good and in the future. And so we'll come back to that. The second question is, what is eternal life? And I know we talk a lot about eternal life, but do we really know what eternal life is? And just for the sake of clarity, I I think it would be worthwhile to just have a clear biblical understanding of eternal life. Uh, There's a quantitative aspect, a, a quantity, if you will. When we say that God is eternal, we mean that He has no beginning and He has no end. God always was and He always will be. And so in that sense, only God is eternal because only God had no beginning. Everything else was created by God and has a beginning and a starting point. But then we also refer to uh, our new life in Christ as eternal life because it is not bound by time with regard to the future. Uh, it's, it's never going to end. And so the last chapter of the Bible, Revelation chapter 22, uh, Revelation 22:4 4, uh, they will see his face, John says, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more, they will need no light of lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light, and they will reign forever and ever. And so quantitatively, our eternal life will never end. It will never be cut short. Uh, and so uh, it's, it's a little bit difficult for our finite minds to get a hold of something that's forever. Uh, Maybe uh, the last verse of Amazing Grace kind of helps a little bit. It says, When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as the sun, we've no less days to sing His praise than when we first began. And so what the psalm writer is trying to say is 10,000 years won't even be a drop in the bucket in eternity. It'll just be a tick on the clock. Now, we know life on this earth is short. James 4 says, it's like a vapor, it's here, it appears for a little while, and then it vanishes away, but eternal life will never end. And so with that in mind, let me ask you this, are you laying up treasures in heaven? Uh, Not storing them up here on earth, are you laying them up in heaven? I want you to know this, if you're laying them up in heaven, you're going to enjoy them a whole, whole, whole lot longer, amen? Then there's a qualitative aspect, the, the quality uh, there are no quantitative limits to eternal life, nor are there any qualitative limits. But to put it simply, what I'm saying is, our eternal life will just keep getting better and better and better and better and lasting forever and forever and forever. Uh, let me try to explain that. Uh, let me try to explain that. We we understand some things about heaven, and we know that... Uh, that God is eternal and, uh, and that our reign with Him will never end. But, but Jesus tells us some things about heaven and, and this awesome place called heaven. Uh, here on earth, there are certain things that interfere or diminish the quality of our life. Uh, this COVID-19 has kind of interfered with, with life, hasn't it? But in eternity, disease will be no more. There'll be no more sickness, no more conflicts, no more hurts, no more wrongs, no more abuse, no more injustices. And what really excites me is no more sin. In heaven, we'll no longer have to battle the flesh and battle against sin. Listen to how John describes it in Revelation 21, 3 and 4. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people. And God himself will be with them as their God. And listen to this, church. He'll wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. It's it's all going to be gone. And so the Bible Teaches that eternal life uh, will be lived in new and glorified bodies. Uh, Romans eight twenty three. We we wait eagerly the adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies, and so we're going to have new bodies. Uh, One Corinthians fifteen talks about these corruptible bodies, these mortal bodies must put on incorruption and must put on immortality, and then we'll get to enjoy eternity. Uh, Some people will say, well, what are we going to have to do? Well, we're going to worship the Lamb, and we're going to reign with Christ. And you all just sang about having Jesus. We're going to enjoy the presence of God and and, uh, uh, our Savior. Um, You know, there's a parable of the talents in Matthew 25. God gives talents, and some invested those talents, and and when the the master came back, he acknowledged that. Matthew 25, verse 21 says, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. And so there seems to be a, a reward for our faithfulness to God in this life, and the reward is some type of active, challenging service responsibilities in the kingdom. And so I could say to you, we won't be bored, and nobody's going to want their money back. Amen? We're going to be delighted in heaven. And Paul talks about eternal life in First Thessalonians 4. And specifically, he talks about the believers who die before Jesus came back. And he says that when the Lord returns, those who have died in the faith will be raised first. And then those who are alive and remain will, will rise up and meet the Lord in the air. And he says, we'll be forever with the Lord. Here's what he says in 1 Thessalonians 4, 17. And so we shall always be with the Lord. And so eternal life is life, is the life of being with the Lord forever. When I say with the Lord, that, that word with is very rich. It, it's not just proximity, but it speaks of intimacy and fellowship and warmth and joy. Paul describes the eternal state of affairs in 1 Corinthians 13, 12, when he says, For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. John goes on to say in 1 John 3, 2, that we shall see him as he is. And then our fellowship with the Lord, our fellowship with our Redeemer will be perfect. It'll be undivided. It'll be unhindered, uninterrupted. Uh, there won't be anything that interferes. And listen, there will be no moral defects in our character, and we will enjoy Him forever. That, that's eternal life. Eternal life is about being with Jesus. John 14, in my Father's house are many rooms, if it weren't so, I would have told you. And Jesus says, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'm going to come back and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And so Jesus is saying, listen, I'm I'm going to come back and get you, and we are going to be together forever. Now, I said that uh, eternal life is is going to get better and better forever. Why, Why do I say that? Well, I say it because God is infinite, and God is inexhaustible. He is a wellspring of joy for His children, and so we will never exhaust Him. We will grow in our understanding and our enjoyment of God forever. Maybe that's what Paul meant in 1 Corinthians 2.9 when he says, What no eye has seen, nor, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man imagined, what God has prepared for those who love Him. The third question is, what is the hope of eternal life? Now, we defined eternal life, and we said that hope is the confident expectation of something good in the future. And so from that definition, eternal life must be good, and it is, and it must be future. And what we hope for must be certain, so that our expectation of it coming is confident without wavering. And so with all that said, I I think we know that eternal life is good. And it's desirable based on what we have in the Scriptures and all the promises of Scripture. And just being with the Lord, we we know that's going to be awesome. Because He's the one who came and died on the cross to provide us with salvation. But as far as being future, uh, when we are saved, we possess eternal life. At least uh, the Bible says the first fruits of eternal life. Uh, But we also know that the full enjoyment of eternal life for Christians is in the future. Because that's when we will be forever with the Lord. And so we we know that eternal life is good. Its fullness will be experienced in the future. What about the certainty of eternal life? Well, I think we clearly see the certainty of eternal life in the the beginning of Titus. If you turn back there to chapter 1, in verse 2, Paul references uh, the hope of eternal life. Let me just read these first couple of verses. Paul, he's the author of this book, a servant, a bondservant of God, an apostle of Jesus Christ, for the sake of the faith of God's elect and their knowledge of the truth, which accords with godliness, in hope of eternal life, which God, who never lies, promised before the ages began. And so in that verse, Paul ties together the hope of eternal life with the promises of God. And he says that God's elect, God's children, have the hope of eternal life because God promised that it would be so. And listen, church, if God promised it, then you can take it to the bank. It is certain because, as Paul says in verse 2, God never lies. I hope you believe that. If he says it, we can be certain of it. And so the basis of our certainty of eternal life is the utter truthfulness of God. God cannot lie. And then if we look back in in our passage in in Titus chapter 3, in these verses, in 4 through 7, there is one main verb. And it's a good one. The main verb in this section is in verse 5, He saved us. He saved us. Everything else is descriptive of when and why and how. And Paul's point is that God is the subject of this sentence. Our salvation is God's work from beginning to end. That, that's why we can have certainty in it. Because he who began a good work is going to bring it to completion. And so our certainty, our hope of eternal life is based upon the work of God and His sufficiency in bringing it to pass. And He's going to bring it to pass. He's not going to lose any of us. He's going to bring it to pass for His glory. Now, verse 7, Paul describes us as heirs according to the hope of eternal life. What does it mean? That's the fourth question. What does it mean to be an heir according to the hope of eternal life? Well, listen, a, a few years ago, uh, we saw and read about the engagement of Prince William and Kate Milton. And that was big news. And then we got to see the, the wedding and all the other drama. And it was really exciting. Well, William's father, Prince Charles, he is the heir to the British throne. We, we know that. And as the crown prince of the United Kingdoms, Prince Charles has a legal right to the throne. It rightfully belongs to him, but he doesn't possess it yet. Before he gets the full possession of the throne, to which he is an heir, Queen Elizabeth, she must either resign or or die. Uh, And when that happens, Prince Charles will no longer be the heir, but he will sit on the throne as the King of England. What I want to see is that as believers, we are called heirs of eternal life. We have a legal right to the intimate joys of eternal life. But our full possession of that right, well, it won't take place until the Lord returns or to, until we receive our glorification. The fifth question is, what difference should our hope in eternal life make in our lives? Well, what difference is all this that Paul says, what difference should it make? If you know that you're an heir to the throne, uh, well, let me say it like this. Uh, Prince Charles, as the heir of the throne in England, he already represents the throne. I want you to notice what Paul says to those of us who are heirs of eternal life in verse 8. He says, the saint is trustworthy and I want to insist on these things so that those who have believed in God may be careful to devote themselves to good works. These things are excellent and profitable for people. In other words, if you're saved, in verse 5 says he saved you, he says you're an heir. If you are an heir to the promises of God, then you ought to give yourselves to these good deeds, these good works. And the reason is, is exactly what Jesus said in Matthew five sixteen. so that others may see your good works and give glory to your Father who's in heaven. It's, it's not for our glory. It's so that others would see our good deeds and give glory to our Father. I want to give you a quick illustration here. Suppose you were 15 years old, and you love playing basketball, and you dreamed of playing for the Kentucky Wildcats. And uh, One day, while you're practicing basketball at home, an angel appears to you, and that angel says, you are destined to be a great basketball player. Not only that, you're going to play at U.K., And not only that, you're going to lead the Cats to two national championships, and after that, you're going to be the first pick in the NBA draft. And you're not just going to be good. When you get to the NBA, you're going to be MVP good, and you're going to be mentioned with the likes of MJ and LeBron. And you hear that, and you say, awesome. What's the catch? And the angel says, no catch. It's just a free gift from God. There are no strings attached Wow, let me ask you a few questions. How would you feel about that? Woo, it'd be good, wouldn't it? How would, you, how would that make you live? Would you practice basketball more or less? I want to ask that question. Now, if you love playing basketball, this would be the greatest thing imaginable. I mean, you just couldn't, It couldn't be any better than that, could it? Your greatest joy is assured. And I want to suggest that that would change your life. Now, would you practice basketball more or less? I want to suggest that you would work harder than ever. You wouldn't have to be worried about being discouraged or, or thinking, what's the use? I'm never going to make it. I'll never be good enough. No, I, I think you would practice with this mindset. If, if you made a basket, you'd say, listen, I'm on my way. And if you missed the basket, then you'd probably stop and say, "Well, I got a little ways to go. I got some work to do, but I'm getting there." Well, let's take that illustration and consider our position as an heir of eternal life. I believe that just knowing that we are an heir of eternal life should change our lives. And yes, listen, we're going to mess up some. Absolutely. All of us are going to mess up some. And we're going to miss the mark from time to time. But we can just acknowledge that we have a way to go. But we are going to get there by the grace of God. And we're just to keep growing and changing as we await the fulfillment of eternal life. Just, I just believe that a relationship with Christ will change us. Let's go ahead and get to the last question. How can you have the hope of eternal life? I I want you to know that there's a condition involved in God's promise of eternal life. He only gives it to those who want it. And listen, the only people who want it is those who love God above all. And and the only people who love God above all those is just the people who God's changed their heart. Verse 5 says that he's, he's brought the washing of regeneration. He's breathed new life. He's, it's a new birth that, that Jesus talks about in John 3. And it's this renew. It's this work of the Holy Spirit. And so I want to ask you this morning. Does your heart beat a little faster at the thought of spending eternity in perfect fellowship with the Lord? And I just want to remind you what he did for you i mean he he was in glory and stepped out of glory to come to your rescue you were damned in your sin you were hell bound and jesus stepped out of glory came down here to this earth lived a sinless life And then went to the cross and became sin, took the punishment that you and I deserved, bore the wrath of His Father against sin. He did all that so that we could be saved. In just a few weeks, we're going to celebrate the resurrection. He died. He was buried on the third day. He arose again, and He accomplished our salvation. And so before we close, I just want to answer that question as specifically and as simply as I can. How can you have the hope of eternal life? I want to say this, that eternal life in Jesus Christ is available to each and every one of you if you want it. And now the Word of God says that only God can make you want it. And so this morning, if you are longing for eternal life in and with Jesus Christ, you're invited to receive it. You're invited to receive it as a free gift of God. And listen, Paul says really clearly there in verse 5, Not by works done in righteousness, only as a free gift of God's own mercy. Listen to the words of John in John 1.12. But to all who did receive him. John's talking about Jesus, but to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become the children of God. And so, have you received the hope of eternal life? I want you to know you can receive it this morning by turning from your sins and trusting in Jesus Christ for salvation. And listen, if you've placed your faith and hope in Jesus Christ and you love him with all your heart, then listen, you should stand confident and assured of eternal life. You, you are promised an eternal, eternally blessed future with Jesus with no end. And so if you have the hope of eternal life, you ought to thank God for his amazing grace that changed your heart and made you new and brought you into the family. And so the question this morning before we pray is, do you have the hope of eternal life? Do you have the hope of eternal life? Father, I pray this morning that if there's someone listening and they've never turned from their sins and believed upon Jesus Christ, I I pray that your spirit, that that Paul talks about this renewal of the spirit, I, I pray your spirit would do a work in their lives that you would turn their hard hearts towards Jesus and they would have a desire to be with Jesus and they'd be willing even now to turn uh, from trusting in anything other than Jesus not their good works I pray they know that they can never be good enough I pray they would know this morning that it's not by good works of righteousness which we try to do but, but you save us by the power of your spirit and so I pray that If there's someone this morning that needs to be saved, that this would be the time of their salvation. And we'll praise you. And we'll try to live for you in verse 8. We'll try to live out who we are in Christ. And and, and Lord, there may be some who are saved and yet they're not living out who they are. Uh, May they come to repentance and confess their sins and live in light of who they are and live their lives to bring glory to you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. As the, the praise team sings, I, I just want to say there's no reason for anyone listening this morning to not be able to enjoy the hope, the blessed hope of eternal life. Turn from your sins. Cry out to God. Ask Him to save you. And He will. And you can leave a comment uh, on this uh Stream, And we'll get back with you. We'd love to hook up with you and tell you more about being a follower of Jesus Christ.
2: I've been held by a Savior I feel far from above I've been down to the river. I hate to say, prodigal return. Oh, my hope is in Jesus. a yeah, prison There's a the kind of thing that just breaks a man Breaking down to his knees God, I've been broken more than a time or two But you pick me up, show me what it means to be a man That's why we sing all oh, my hope is in Jesus, thank God that yesterday's gone, all my sins are forgiven, I've been washed by. I've been washed by the blood All my hope is in Jesus Thank God that yesterday's gone All my sins are I've been washed by the blood.
1: Amen. Amen. Thank you for being with us this week. We hope that you are well. Uh, a couple of things that I want um, to touch on is uh, the online giving via the website, via the app, or text give to 73256. Uh, the Dollar Club i um, still going strong, uh, and thank you guys so much for that. And also there's gonna be, um, they're working on a virtual Easter egg hunt for Easter. So uh, there'll be a way to kind of drive around and find Easter eggs and report back for a sweet treat. And uh, there's also another big thing that we've got going on for Easter uh, that we will tell you as soon as we get uh, everything locked down. But it's very exciting. And like Brother Harold said, we're going to celebrate when we get to be able to get together again. Um, So let's pray together as we leave. Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity again to just be in your house um, in spirit, Lord, and be together in spirit. We just thank you for technology and the ability to just um, bring hearts together singing praises to you and listening to your word. Lord, we just thank you so much for that. Uh, thank you for everybody who who has worked so hard to get these together, um, and thank you for the team and, and just everybody who's willing to give up their time and and just come to um, together and, and get this going. Lord, we just hope that everything that we say, everything that we sing, just glorifies you. Be with us this week and protect us, and, uh, and just help us in these difficult and interesting times. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm.